Hey everyone, Acid Drop here, back at it again with another episode of Annie Trip. Um, this time we're going to be talking about several things, so I'm going to kind of be all over the place. Um, hopefully it's not too unstructured, so we'll see what I can do about that. <laughs> so I actually recorded a 30-minute episode um, just now, and I realized that I didn't even have the microphone that I usually use plugged in. So I'm re-recording this and hoping that you know it's enjoyable, the audio quality is better, and we can go from there. Um, so yeah, this episode is uh, and it was going to be about just conventions, and I realized that I had a few extra things that I wanted to get off my mind um, before I started the episode, and we can start off with the video that I made recently about Amazon. Um, Amazon is kind of taking this weirdly puritanical turn, and I know that in the comment of the video, quite a few people said like, hey man, Amazon has like these systems that kind of flag these things uh like you know like and it'll they'll take down like these things and you know there's not much you can do about it but like let the publishers know so that they can complain so that they can reinstate it but here's the thing about that even though that happened um they didn't they didn't reinstate it like you know, they took down Grimgar, Fantasy of Ash. They took down a lot of light novels, and I can't even find the physical versions of them because when you try to click on the link from Google, it just gives you a 404. So it, it's like, okay, so they took them down. The publishers complained, and you're not putting them back up. And you're just like, why? Like, you know, like there's no reason why they shouldn't put these back up. Like, they you know, like, they're not bad, like, yes, they had, like, maybe one lewd image or whatever, but it's, like, you know, like, people are adults, like, they can deal with it, but no, I just don't understand why they're being so hesitant to have this kind of stuff on there now, and, you know, before, they never used to care, and they were actually making a killing, because, like, where else can you get this stuff, like, yes, you can buy it through the publisher, but at times, like, they charge you like full market price, whereas Amazon kind of gives you like a little bit of a deal. And even if you buy it on like eBay or something like that, with eBay, the problem is is that most of the sellers will charge you um, a rather large uh, shipping fee just so that they can recoup their costs. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. I had to pause for like a second because there was some crazy person yelling outside my apartment. It sounded like there was going to be a fight. So anyways... Um, so yeah, you know, the, the sellers usually charge you a rather large, um, shipping fee and that kind of sucks. So that's why Amazon was the best alternative for buying these things. And it really sucks for brick and mortar stores because they also kind of charge you a premium for buying, um, light novels and manga. They kind of charge you a little bit extra than Amazon does. So that's why it's kind of like a shame and it sucks. And, you know, here's hoping that, things change and they bring these this, these things back up, especially after the publishers complained and said like, hey, like you guys blindsided us. You didn't give us any warning and you're not giving us like a reason and you're not reinstating. So we'll see what happens. Uh, comicbook.com has covered it. Anime News Network has covered it. People have covered it and it, you know, it sucks. They're not, Amazon's just kind of sitting on their laurels right now. They're not really doing anything to bring those content back up. So that's about it from that aspect. Um, there was a few other things I wanted to talk about. Primarily, uh, God of High School Episode 2 kind of addressed some of my concerns in terms of giving the story a bit of more plot and um, more character development. It has yet to really give us a good um, backstory for the other two characters, but 
we found out a little bit more about the main character. We find the f- episode focused a lot more on the girl. I believe her name is Yuma. I can't remember off the top of my head, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I, there's so many animes, so many manga that I forget all about them, um, or, or the names particularly at times. So they spent most of the time fleshing her out and giving her, like, giving you her backstory. And I think that the anime is doing a really good job at blending all of the elements that really make the story great on top of action. Like it's giving you action and it's just condensing and consolidating a lot of the things that we loved about this pro of, about the original project and giving it to you in a, you know, a small, like in a really good format. I, honestly, people have been making memes over the fight scene um, and you know, it's been great so far. So I'm really happy for the, for the team and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, this spring anime season, or sorry, spring, look at me. This summer anime season has been kind of weird. I, I don't even know if we started summer or fall season, but like, you know, like the anime has been great, but the problem is that in the spring due to COVID, like things got delayed heavily. There, There's some anime that I started watching on Funimation that has yet to come back from a spring. Like the first two episodes aired, it was kind of like a, like a James Bond, um, but like the guy's super rich anime. I can't remember the name of it. I started watching it in the first two episodes, then lockdown happened, and they have yet to bring it back. It's like, where the hell is this? Like, is it ever going to come back? Like, what's going on? But yeah, so that's another thing that I was like, man, this is kind of weird. <laughs> so one last thing that I wanted to touch on before we go into the convention. Um, uh, oh, I completely forgot, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, the interview episode is going to happen this weekend. I'm going to interview a friend of mine, and then I will have that next weekend. Uh, I got busy with real life. I should have opened the episode with that. I got busy with real life, and um, you know, I didn't have the time, but I have the time this weekend, essentially. Um, besides that, so I finished The Last of Us 2. Um, obviously, the game has been kind of trashed by people in Japan, people here in the U.S. People are even tired of hearing people trash it because it's just been so much... I will have my thoughts on it, which is essentially, you know, it was whatever. The story's narrative was kind of all over the place. The And the reason I bring it up is because there's a game that does the whole Switch protagonist better. And I would say that that's Metal Gear Solid 2, despite the fact that people, you know, had their gripes about that. But the reason that that game did better was because of the fact that it did it so soon. It let you play a snake and then it switched to right in pretty quickly after you're done with Snake. And, you know, people didn't like that, but at the same time, the game was so good and the story was so good that you didn't mind. Whereas in this one, the game makes you play as somebody who you kind of hate because of what they do at the beginning, you know? Like, there's just, it's just, it's just this, the narrative structure is just done out of order and it pisses you off. And I keep thinking, like, I'm just like, man... It just sucks that that they did this in a way to their legacy characters because you think of, you know, over here in the West, for whatever reason, reason recently, we have kind of destroyed all of our legacy characters, like, you know, like by revamping them or redoing them in a way where everybody hated it. Like, you can think of Luke Skywalker, like, you know, things like that. Like, it's like, what the hell's going on, man? Like, you would never see that in Japan. Like, you would never see Kojima make solid snake like you know all of a sudden like a completely different character but it's whatever you know i would 
just recommend that you play Ghost of Tsushima instead, which comes out, I believe, at, by the time you're listening to this. It is uh, one of, you know, it's getting critical appraise, but my favorite thing about it is that Famitsu, a Japanese um, uh, gaming rag, essentially, it, it they gave him a perfect score, and it is the third Western game ever to get a per- perfect score by Famitsu, the other two being Grand Theft Auto V, I think, and Skyrim. So, you know, it's it's getting high praise from people over in Japan, and I think that it, it's worth, you know, getting getting invested in it and playing it. People really, really like it. Um, so from here on out, let's talk about anime conventions. So during the first episode, I kind of touched on conventions a little bit because it kind of fueled my love for anime and manga a little bit more. Um, so I'm here to talk about all the many conventions I've been to, and I've been to a lot. I've been to MegaCon, which at the time, the first time I went to was really small, and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where they had people like Stan Lee. They had like you know a bigger anime manga presence, and they, you know obviously a lot of the voice actors, dub voice actors, come out now to that convention for anime. I believe even some Japanese. Um, Voice actors come out to MegaCon now as well. I went to Tampa Bay Comic Con before they renamed it something else. I've been to New York City Comic Con, which is pretty big. It's like on par with San Diego Comic Con. And I've been to the anime convention that they had here that kind of spawned off of New York City Comic Con. Not as good as New York City Comic Con. So the purpose of this video is just to kind of give my backstory on these cons, and especially for people who have never been, you know, and also to just kind of talk about the evolution of them. They went from being essentially with some anime and manga to mostly anime and manga. Uh, a lot of these conventions really started off because of the Western comic book scene. It was a good way for you to meet the artists of your favorite comic book from Marvel or DC or Image Comics or whatever other like indie comic book labels exist now. Um, but you know, when I went, I went mostly with these friends of mine who were really into Japanese rock and had a band covering Deer and Grey, and I kind of fell in love with going because of the fact that I was exposed to so many people who were in love with the same hobby as mine. And, you know, I got to see cosplayers for the first time, and that was like, you know, like you were just like, you felt cool. Like you were like, oh man, like this is awesome. Like, you know, like you're seeing all these people put so much effort into their costumes. At the time, you know, like people weren't into cosplay as much as they were like if they were going to San Diego Comic-Con or New York City Comic-Con. Like these other cons weren't as big as they are now, so they wouldn't get any professional cosplayers when I went. But one thing that I really admired about it was the Gunpla. I, when I went, they didn't have Gunpla, but they always brought Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> and it's really weird that anime and manga conventions are so enthralled with the smash community especially with the smash community being in in really hot water now um and i can kind of see why because of the fact that i've spent most of my time hanging around people who tried to become pro smash players and hanging around at these conventions and these essentially the way that i see it is that a lot of kids who were not the popular kids in high school and you know that sounds douchey but like it is what it is like there are people who see the popular kids in high school and they want to be that crowd. And then they take that and they go to these conventions and they're like, nobody knows me here, so I can be that person. And they act a fool and they act out and they act mad hyper and they act annoying most of the time. But they know, like, you know, the parties would always go on. Like, I've been to so many raves and things at these cons and, you know, it gets a little, it gets a little grimy and a little weird at times, you know? And, um, 
mostly because of the fact that you know people are drinking when they're not supposed to or like you know they drink a little too much and they have a little too much fun like you know it's hype like the conventions get a little too hype at times and people lose themselves in it so the first MegaCon I went to, I didn't really do that. I think I might have gone to the rave. Actually, I, th- I know I, d- I went to that rave for the first time ever, and it was fun. But we left shortly thereafter. Um, it wasn't uh, as fun as we thought. And then I went to this other c- convention called JCon, which was the last one. It was closing down. Um, and that one was really insanely fun. And um, again, like it really brought in the crowd because of the fact that they were going to have a rave like you know at at the time it's just it's really hard to explain but at the time like there were so many kids who were just ready to become adults and ready to experience that part of life that you know you would see in movies and televisions like be like going to raves going to these like that new york city lifestyle that didn't exist in florida like you know like at the time and people were dying for that. They were dying to, you know, they would see all these videos of people out in LA or out in the West where the fighting game community was really big and they would go to Evo and they would go to do that. They were trying to really bring that into Florida. And so you would get that level of people and crowd into these conventions. JCon was one of them where, you know, I, again, it was cool seeing like all this, all these people cosplaying and being able to buy anime figures and stuff. I was broke at the time, so I wasn't buying anything. I was just there to look and really enjoy with my friends. Uh, The funniest part about that convention, and it's a shame that it was the last one because it was actually one of the best times I had um, in my youth, is that they had this cafe and it was, you had to be 18. I didn't go, but my friend went where they would play hentai and they would have people from the audience dub it. So like you would have to go up and essentially dub hentai and like everyone would laugh and it was a good time. Um, and then obviously like I'm, I'm skipping a lot cause I just, you know, like this is God, 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago when I went to this thing, they had a rave that was a lot of fun. I remember waiting in line to get in and it was hype. Like I remember one of my friends, like uh, I believe they put me on, on his shoulders and like, you know, like we were just like, like going crazy with glow sticks and stuff. Like people, like the anime crowd, like knows how to party, man. Like, you know, like for really socially awkward people, they really know how to come out of their shell during these times. But again, there was a time where like I was waiting in line to get in and my friends weren't around. And there was this guy who was kind of my age, maybe a little bit older. And he was like sneaking booze into the thing and like, kind of giving swigs to this girl that was hanging around us uh you know like and i at the time like you know i'm just like hey like like you know like this is kind of weird you know like it's just like you're not supposed to be like getting so drunk to go to this rave where like you know it's a bunch of like like kids you know like this guy maybe he was like 20 maybe he was 19 or something like that you know but it's like what the hell are you doing you know it's like it's one thing if you tell me you're going to a New York City Comic-Con party, like after party, where like there's going to be drinks and stuff and it's 21 and only. It's another thing if you're trying to get into this fucking rave that's like, you know, like for kids like me, like at the time I was 16, you know, 16, yeah, 16 or 17. Or, uh, yeah, just turned 17. Um, everyone kind of went their own separate ways. Like that guy kind of disappeared and the girl went off and kind of walked around, so... Like, uh, you know, it's just so weird when you look back and you're just like, man, just like, man, like, was that guy like trying to hook up with her? Like what was going on there? But yeah, anyways, um, 
going on, you know, we enjoyed that night. We had a good time as a crew. And, you know, then I believe we went home. I remember a friend of mine, like we started dancing. It was a group of us. And uh, my friend who had a girlfriend at the time, this girl tried to dance with him. He's like, no, you know, I can't. And then she tried to kiss him. And he like, like, kind of like ducked out of his way. He was like, no, no, no. He's like, he's like, I'm not going to kiss you. I'm sorry. I got a girlfriend. And then he went and told his girlfriend what happened. His girlfriend broke up with him. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, he was the perfect gentleman. It's the weirdest thing, man. Like, I, I just don't understand. So after that convention, we went to um, a few Megacons um, throughout my life. Uh, I, I went to quite a few. I, there was a, a lull period for me because I remember I went and it was like, you know, like the first time I went, it was kind of empty and I was kind of different. I was in college at that point and I was like, you know, like, hey, like this is kind of, you know, like I was like, this is kind of lame. I'm not going to go. And then eventually like I went to a break breakup and I was depressed and I it just ended up going on a random um, random fling and I met my best friends there and I was like, oh, I haven't seen you guys in forever. Let's hang out. I didn't even know you guys were coming. And it, it was hype again for me, you know, like I could see all the cosplay. I could enjoy all the cosplay and and have a good time with my friends. And that was like one of the most important parts for me. And that's one of the most important parts about going to these things is that you want to go with your friends and you want to have a good time with them and make memories with them. Like if you go by yourself, like, yes, you get all this merch. Yes, you get all this, you know, like this other stuff, but it's just not as enjoyable as if you go with friends. At the time, Tumblr was really popular as well. So like you can kind of coordinate with people and be like, hey, do you want to do a meetup and things like that? I met quite a few of my Tumblr friends at the time in person for the first time at this con. And, um, you know, that was really, really cool. And then um, so, you know, I had some friends who cosplayed and I um, I didn't cosplay and it was fun seeing them in costume and having a good time. And I always recommend people to put together some kind of cosplay if they can, if they're going to these things, because it's just a good way for people, for, for you to meet people. People will compliment your costume, you know, like it's really fun. Like it's really fun and cool. So at the time that I went to this, actually, uh, the hipster movement was really picking up and running. And like a lot of people really were looking back at comics. So anime and manga were a thing you know they were people would cosplay as characters from them but they weren't as popular as the western comics were just yet um you actually had people who were really into young justice which was this animated um dc you know obviously robin and starfire and all these people and they would cosplay that like you would have a lot of couples cosplaying that and um you know, so like I said, also a lot of League of Legends cosplay at the time as well. So I wouldn't, I enjoyed that. Um, and you know, looking back, it's like, damn, comic books had were really making a comeback, and it's not like that at all anymore. You know, I the next few cons that I went to, I actually had a girlfriend at the time who was a cosplayer, and let me tell you, man, like if you date somebody who cosplays, just you have to be the most patient person that you can be. I mean, it's a very, first of all, when they put together their cosplay, it's really stressful. And sometimes they'll take it out on you, depending on the person that you date. Um, because of the fact that it's stressful, they're on a time crunch, they want it to look as best as they can, things like that. Then when you're at the convention, it becomes a level of, guess what, you're the boyfriend, so now you're holding on to a lot of stuff, like their purses and stuff. And on top of that, 
they they become self-conscious. They don't uh they don't like their costume anymore. The costume starts to fall apart, like you know things like that, and it just becomes like a little bit of like you're like damn like this was I thought this was going to be like this very romantic getaway where like we were gonna have fun and like tons of giggles and laughs, and it's like it does not become that. It becomes very stressful, and there's a lot of arguing and and shit that happens, and you just kind of have to deal with it. Um. Going off of that, um, you know, I, I, uh, you know, that relationship ended, and I actually, you know, could finally kind of enjoy cons again. <laughs> like, you know, like I could go and really have a good time without worrying about that. Um, so yeah, that was one of the last times I went to was MegaCon. There was this other one called AFO that was really lit, but again, that con had huge issues of of people just really drinking and hooking up. And it became kind of like scandalous, like very scandalous, where like the actual promoters of the event had to really clamp down on it. There was just a lot of underage drinking, like a lot, a lot of underage drinking and a lot of kind of like predatory people at these things, you know, like like kind of like older men who kind of like got drunk with like these people who were still on the cusp of becoming adults. And you know that's one of the really shameful aspects of these of these cons looking back that i never really thought about at the time you know like you would see like the creepy guy or whatever and you know like you would do your best to help people and help them stay away from those people but sometimes like you know like there's always like there like you can't you can only do so much you know like then things still happen kind of feel bad because like you're like oh shit like I was there like did I see anything you know could I have done anything and it sucks um I, I, things are a little bit more regulated now obviously uh we went to Tampa Bay Comic Con one year and that was a lot of fun because there was an after party at this golf club <laughs> that was an interesting one um the coolest thing about these after parties when you become an adult is that you don't have to really worry about that aspect of it because you're an adult now so you're at an adult event and there's bouncers and there's security like there's more people watching out and um you know you just kind of feel like an like an adult because like a lot of the voice actors and a lot of like the guests kind of come out to these after parties and you get to meet like you know some of the b-level celebrities you know one time i met jason muse like things like that um so i went to this we went to this event and we got a little drunk (laughs) you know like it was fun because like everyone's in their costumes like you have like pro dancers like dancing like all over like the poles and stuff dressed up as like diablo characters it was it was like out of this world kind of cool like you really feel like you're just like you you know that it's not going to be something that you do all the time but you're glad that you went there and you're happy that you made the memory especially with your friends i remember my friend um like there was this pokemon trainer there and he's like like you know like he they flirted and they hit it off and it was really really cool and um you know like it's it's just interesting to think back about that part of it you know and uh sorry i'm just laughing thinking about it now you know there's a lot of good memories to be made and i always recommend going to cons and i always recommend exploring them and going to the after parties with friends and really making memories and also just watch out for other people you know like i said when i went to that jcon and thinking back to what i just said while recording this podcast like i wish that i you know obviously that that girl was fine like she went off and 
she went on her own. She went away from that guy after, you know, they had their like little talky flirty moments and then they got into the event and they're like, Oh, screw you and left. But, you know, thinking back, I'm just like, damn, like, you know, like, why didn't I think like, like, you know, like, Oh, Hey, like maybe you shouldn't, you know, be trusting this person who's a complete stranger to you. He's just in line with us. You know, like I, I don't know you, he doesn't know you. Like you shouldn't be, taking swigs of his like little thing that he has inside his hoodie pocket like it's not you know like it's not a smart idea but at the time like I said like I was pretty young and a kid like I didn't really know how to speak up for shit like that so yeah sorry I just had to go back to that because I started thinking about it and I'm like man like I not only do I look bad but like you know like I just can't believe I didn't really think about that situation so yeah after Tampa Bay comic-con you know, obviously, like I said, there's a lot like anime and manga were there, but they weren't as prominent as they are now. Uh, like I went to New York City Comic Con a few years ago as an adult by myself. And those cons are usually fun to go by yourself because they're so big. Uh, you're just like, oh, like there's so much cool stuff going on. You can meet people and have fun. Um, for that convention in particular, like the coolest parts about it is that they had Capcom there and you could go and play Resident Evil 2. Like, you know, they really, really, really try to bring in a lot more of the Eastern stuff, not just from anime and manga, but also just the the games and stuff as well. And, like, you can try games before they're even out. They even had uh, the director of the newest Mega Man there signing, uh, you know, like, the new game. So, like, if you waited in line, if you are lucky, you could get it. And he'd, I think they even give you, like, a poster and, like, a picture with him. And, like, you know, he would thank you for trying out the game. Like, it was just really cool, that aspect of it. Um, but when I went to this convention, I was surprised by how the tables had turned. Like, no more people were cosplaying you know, like Robin, Batman, like there were a few, but for the most part, it was all anime. It was all My Hero Academia. It was Naruto. It was everything. Like the weebs really came out strong for it. And like, you could just see how things have progressed. Like my generation, like, yeah, we were into anime and manga, but we were also into the Western stuff. And now it's completely changed where these kids, these younger people aren't really into the Western stuff as much as, you know, like we were they're more into the manga and the anime than ever before it that's mostly because it's just so much more accessible now for people um another thing about conventions that's really cool is like if you're into dubbed obviously you get to meet some of the dubbed uh actors there's a lot of drama revolving dub actors right now obviously most of you have heard of the Vic Mignogna case and then like a lot of the Dragon Ball Z cast and the Funimation voice actors have kind of fallen out of grace because of all the amount of skeletons that they have in their closet that just keep coming out and on and out. It's just really insane. Um, so yeah, there's that as well. Obviously, I'm not really embroiled in that because I'm not a dub fan. I'm a sub fan. And there is some drama with being a sub fan now because a lot of these um, like Viz and stuff, I won't, I won't want to say Viz, but Crunchyroll for sure has been accused of this where they're changing the subtitles to match not what is actually like, you know, like not what is actually being said, but like they're like, oh, we're just trying to make it politically correct or whatever. And that's annoying, <laughs> you know, like we the reason that the tables have turned so much and Western comics are dying and like, you know, the, the manga and anime market is growing here in the west particularly in the convention circuit is because of the risks that 
you know these authors and these artists take like they make really really good and really interesting stories and they're not afraid to get a little fucked up they're not afraid to get weird and they they just really push character development and action above all else and if not if it's not a battle manga if it's not an action manga they really focus on the plot the suspense the thrill like they really pour their heart and soul into this it's not just about you know like i i, I can't even believe half the time i picked up a, a spider-man comic it was just all dialogue no action you know and it's not like like it's just not good like the western market has really focused on being too sitcom-y almost and like not about what made them awesome and obviously you know you have things like my hero academia that is inspired by the marvel universe but most kids out here are tired of superhero there is a superhero fatigue and marvel and dc only publish superheroes so it's like you know like people want to get their fix on other things and you have manga and anime they just have so many genres within it that that's why it's thriving so hard like you have horror you have suspense you have thriller you have superhero you have isekai you have everything that you could ever want in these you know and it's it's awesome and it's like it makes me happy to see that it's becoming more accessible that the cons are becoming more focused towards it the last con that i went to was a spinoff of new york city comic-con just focused on anime and it wasn't as good like it was cool for me because i got to meet the people from yen press i got to meet the people from shonen jump i got to buy jujutsu kaisen volume one a physical you know like you i really got to see some of the cool um you know manga and light novels that were coming out square enix even had a booth there where you could um buy uh no not just buy but you could try out uh romance i think it's romance saga it hadn't been out yet so you could try it there and you know it was cool to see that they also had a lot of gunpla um the gunpla scene is really really big especially in new york city comic-con but particularly in almost every con um and you know it, it was cool like just like how like they really did bring in a lot of eastern stuff they brought the creator of gundam of the original mobile suit gundam he was there i believe they brought out the voice actors from full metal alchemist as well from japan so you know there was a lot of really cool stuff that you know is really being brought over by by these you know very heavily um inclined um anime and manga cons now you know the obviously like the comic cons are always going to have that western audience but i really believe that manga and anime are taking over this is just coming from me experiencing it and being there you know like i'm telling you that these kids don't care about the western market as much as they do about the eastern so yeah that's my fond memories of going to cons i i really recommend them to people once lockdown ends and we can enjoy the world again but you know go out make make friends you know go to these cons with your friends make memories you know don't eat the convention food for the love of god go to restaurants with your friends outside of the convention they're usually cheaper and you get way better food it, the reason these cons are great to go at a young age is because they they let you feel like an adult with your friends before you're actually an adult before you have a car before you can drive because you can walk almost to every restaurant you can hang out with your friends you can meet people with the same hobbies that you as you and it just makes you feel like you're almost like in this big city just dedicated to your hobby it's really awesome so yeah 
that's it for this episode. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.